بگیم We are live gentlemen Are we? Yes are we? we are I can't see it Why can't you? It takes yeah. a fair second Ara, Stepan Out of all the times to go live You had to go live right Are you serious Stepan? You can't do this man You know we have the 7.30 slot Stepan And you said this. I want to see it too. Does it smell good? It smells, good. <clears throat> it smells great. Good. That's what we want. How's everybody tonight? Got to smell good, right? Ed, anything great. exciting happened over the weekend? Yeah, we had a <laughs> wiseness party, baby. <laughs> were the burgers and potatoes good? Oh, they were great. I got to tell you, the potatoes are much better than your burger. <laughs> your burger was over-advertised. Your uh, potato was under-advertised. Do you know why you enjoyed the potatoes even more? Because you've Cause never had to eat them, you've right? never <laughs> had those types of potatoes. But you have burgers; you can have it anywhere yeah, you go. Yeah, That's one. My curiosity. I just want to just. Erika, Erika. All right, ready? Yes, <laughs> we're waiting for you, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm curious <laughs> about. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know, I know. Um, mics are on as well, right? Are audios coming from here? Like not like yes. last time? Okay. No, actually, there's a mic in the parking lot. No, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good evening. Good, Good morning. morning. How Good are you guys? Morning. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, today, we got a special guest with us, Mr. Ray Mirzabekian. Uh, Ray specializes in, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, CBD, cannabis, um, the whole growing industry, and oils, and bath salts. <laughs> He's got a bunch of stuff here that he brought for us uh, and it's, it's we are going to go into a bath. Yeah, definitely. Tonight, I mean, show. we actually took a bath together right before the show. <laughs> it's they're they're making they're making bath bombs, guys. They are literally is it, is it really bath bombs? They're no making way. they're making bath That's bombs. Amazing. I, I mean, it, it doesn't smell anything That's like um, cannabis. cannabis at all. I mean, I mean, like you look at this, you'll be like this. I got this from yeah. Bath Bath and Beyond. It's, it's lavender. Right. And, yes. Just but, uh, make sure your teenage kids don't smells good <laughs> sniff it. Really. It smells really good. Yeah. So. Uh, let's just jump right into this, right? Well, so this, this, uh, he wanted to have some introduction oh. about, okay. You know what? Yeah. Let's, let's, that. That's yeah. Fine. let's, let's talk about, give us a brief, a really quick introduction sure. about what you do exactly, the company name, all that stuff. Sure. And then we'll jump right into it. Cause Thank I you. really, there's a lot of questions I have. These guys have, and I'm sure, I'm sure our people have as well. Cause he's got a great story of why he got involved. Yeah. In. Absolutely. 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 I think our audience should know about that. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Let's yeah. do it. Go First ahead, of all, thank you for having me here, guys. I'm a big Welcome. fan thank of you the for show. Joining. I know it's a new show, but I've been uh, a lifetime fan. <laughs> <laughs> the last five months have been great. It is. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's funny. It's enjoyable. And you know, thank you for the show. Thank Absolutely, you guys for having me. It's, Absolutely. It's great to be here. Uh, listen, uh, I got into this industry about 2010, end of 2010. Uh, and it was after a documentary that I saw. Yeah, about a little kid who had epilepsy, whose father had given him cannabis uh, after everything had failed, and it had helped this child. And this documentary was on the Discovery Channel, and it sparked some kind of an interest because I have also a child. I have a daughter who is now 15 years old, 
who has a severe form of epilepsy and her condition is called Dravet syndrome. And these are epilepsies that these kids have about 120, 130 seizures a day, every day of their wow. life. Not starting at five, six months old is when it started for her. Um, and then when, at this time, she was about six, seven years old, eight years old, and everything had failed. We were at our eighth doctor, uh, 12 medications, and we were looking into hospice, and we were looking into just the worst you can imagine as a parent. Because when we went to our doctor at the moment, at that time, the conversations were around, you guys should prepare yourself. And the doctor would tell me, you should prepare your wife psychologically. This doesn't look good. And it was a time that literally death had surrounded everything. And we were just thinking about losing our child, basically. Um, and came this documentary, right, about cannabis. And, and then at the time, while I'm watching this documentary, I am a college professor teaching optionary. And I have an extremely tough anti-cannabis policy at my classroom. <laughs> so <laughs> this was like, wow. what? Are you kidding me? I mean, students would come in smelling like cannabis. I would kick them out. They would yeah. wow. be suspended. It was, it was that time. So uh, it did spark some hope and some uh, interest. And we started looking into it. Um, couldn't find anything. In 2010, CBD was undiscovered, sort of. And there was a lot of dispensaries in the state. And they were, uh, majority of them or all of them were very recreational centered and they had a lot of good flower THC just to get high. So our, our search failed miserably. Um, then came a few, maybe about a year, almost a year later, another documentary on CNN. And, and this was by Dr. Sanjay Gupta. It was called Weed. Um, and it was about a little girl in Colorado. Her name is Charlotte who has the Ravet syndrome also. And she was given a strain of cannabis in Colorado uh, and it almost stopped her seizures completely. And so this is the second documentary and we are at the end of our journey. I mean, we were just toast. Burning. And uh, here's what happened. I, I went online that night after that documentary. I mean, everybody in the epilepsy community was watching this documentary because it's a tough uh, condition. And there really is no cure. There is no understanding of why it's happening. It's just like autism. There is really no understanding of what's going on. Yeah. There is no medical treatment. So after this documentary, I went online and there's seven brothers in Colorado that are called the Stanley brothers. There's seven of them? I seven. thought it was only two of them. No, there's seven. Oh, of them. Wow. There's seven brothers. Okay. And they were the growers of this strain that was given to this kid. And so I went online and I went on Facebook and I <clears throat> typed in every cannabis group I could find and just public pages, I would say, I'm looking for the Stanley Brothers. Somebody help me, please. I'll pay, you know, I'll do whatever you want. Desperate. And so um, somebody sent me Joel Stanley, one of the brothers, email address. That night I wrote a life story for him and I emailed it to him. And I was thinking, God, probably thousands of people are doing the same thing, right, who have kids with epilepsy. And I wasn't thinking this guy is going to read or respond. Next morning, I wake up. He had replied to my email. And I was in Colorado three days after that. Um, and I met them. Uh, I learned some stuff about cannabis that I didn't know. Um, unfortunately, the laws, which still exist, didn't allow for transportation of products state through state lines. So I came back empty-handed. 
but I came back with information. I came back with a massive hope and understanding of what it is that I need to find for my daughter. And I, along with a couple of other parents at the time who, had, who also had kids with epilepsy, we walked into almost every dispensary you could imagine in California, trying to find something similar to what, what they did in Colorado. I mean, San Francisco and Oakland and San Diego, LA, everywhere. And we actually bought a lot of tinctures. Somebody had written CBD with a black Sharpie on it. I mean, there was no labeling rights. There was no, there was nothing in 2011. Was it legal in Colorado at the time or no? No, I mean, this, this was not a product. There, There was no company at the time. This was a strain that they extracted and gave to this kid. This, this little girl in Colorado. Named Charlotte. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, so our search in California failed again, and I found myself going back and forth to Colorado about eight times and coming back empty-handed. And they were telling me, you need to get your family and move to Colorado. This was a time after this documentary, a lot of families were doing that. They were called the cannabis refugees. They were packing up and going, or one of the parents were staying behind to work. The other parent was going with the kids. And thousands of people did that. But... Uh, I couldn't do that. You know, I, I had massive, big Armenian family here, support system. They rely on us. We rely on them. Business, job, everything. I, I just couldn't do it. So eight times back and forth, uh, finally, I was able to bring a tube of this CBD oil from Colorado, smuggling it in. I used to fly and rent a car and drive back. And driving back, I used to take uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico to California. You know, you, there's a shorter route to go through yeah. U- of course. Utah and Nevada, <laughs> but those states were insane. <laughs> Cannabis laws were very crazy. So I came back and I got pulled over at the border of uh, Arizona and California by oh, agricultural, agricultural agents. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what that is. <laughs> oh, man. This was this older American lady. And uh, this was a little Fiat with Colorado plates. Nothing in the car except me. No bags, no clothing, like no jackets, nothing. It was empty. And she said, where are you coming from? I said, Colorado. I said, nothing in your car. What were you doing there? <laughs> I said, I went to my friend's funeral, and uh, I have to come back to work. I couldn't stay, and I, I hate flying, so I had to drive it. And so she said, calm down. So she, I, I came down, and she searched the car, and under the seat, she found this paper bag with this black serum pure extract of CBD and yeah I was shaking man I was like thinking everything I lost my job I'm gonna get arrested I'm gonna go to jail why the hell did I do this it was it was crazy so I I started crying I told her the real story I said listen trying to save my daughter's life it's cannabis oil I'm desperate you know I need to get this to her she cried man with me she let me go I brought, oh, wow. I, yeah I was crazy wow. Um, I got home, uh, gave her the CBD oil, didn't know really how to do it. You have to dilute it with oil, but we just gave her the whole thing strong. But she had an immediate 50% reduction in seizures. About four months after that, she had a 70 plus percent reduction in seizures. We had learned how to dilute. Stanley's were helping us on it. And it became apparent that this is it. This is the treatment. And so what do I do? You know, do we keep going back and forth to Colorado and coming back? It just didn't make sense, if, you know. Uh, that's when this whole idea of talking to the Stanley Brothers, helping them in any way we can to branch out. Just we need, we need help here. Not every Californian child or family can move to Colorado. That was the idea. And so by 2013, 
I helped them along with some other parents, some great people to create a waiting list, to create some kind of a business platform or idea. We went on Facebook and created a support group called Pediatric Cannabis Support Group, which still exists. And uh, the first posting was Charlotte's Web, uh, uh, California waiting list, or Charlotte's Web waiting list, I should say. And by the end of December of 2013, there was 14,700 people on that waiting list. Wow. That, all, that, all pediatrics. All, all kids with autism and epilepsy who wanted access to this product. Wow. And that became the proof, the seal that we need to do something. So we launched a foundation called the Realm of Caring Foundation. It existed in Colorado. We helped them launch it in California. We helped them launch the California Charlotte's Web. And in December of 2013, we started taking 26 people off of that waiting list in, wow. in Marriott in Santa Monica. It was, it was a surprise to these families. It was a CNN news press, actually. And we, used, we, we, were, we were calling these parents' names out of surprise that you're coming off the waiting list. And it was like they, they won the lottery. They it were is. screaming. They were fainting. It's, more it's than like an lottery. organ transplant crazy, we're basically man. waiting. It well, it's more than a lottery. The money, lottery is money, but yeah. this is life. We're talking It was much. a surreal experience, but it started from there. That, so I got into this wow. industry because of that. And I know I went on way too long. I'm sorry about that. No, no. no, no. Are <laughs> you kidding me? I, I think, I think everybody's way. now emotionally connected Dude, to your so, story and vested with why I, you did what you I don't did. Know, I'll admit I had tears and I don't know anybody else, but I <laughs> listen. It, it's it's a great thing that happened. Unfortunately, I have a child who is still suffering with epilepsy. She's doing much better, obviously. Uh, but that prompted uh, not only a career change, but a life change for us. We are now involved with some organizations which we'll talk about today. And we offer free consulting to a lot of pediatric patients who deal with a lot of conditions that medications just don't help anymore. And uh, you know, here in Southern California, I just our, our San Fernando Valley office is helping 1,470 pediatric patients right now wow. who have got access to the proper cannabis medication. Because that is the issue that we should talk about today too, which is what do you give a child? What cannabis? You know, cannabis can be a recreational product. It can be the wrong product if it's used the wrong way. So, you know, as a parent treating our kids, we very quickly realize that there is absolutely no resources. No doctor knows anything about cannabis. The butt tender at the dispensary doesn't know about kids' conditions and what they should use. There was nowhere. Nobody could tell you what to do. You had to just try and er fail and trial and errors all over the place. And so those resources were, were needed. And along with some other great parents, we came together and formed some great foundations and some companies and resources so that we can help other families, not only, not only pediatric nowadays, even adults, because epilepsy and autism, these kids grow up, they become adults. But to help them, to hold their hands, to guide them as to, okay, what is the proper way of trying this to see if it helps your kid or child. And so that's what we do. That's what I do nowadays. Um, along with that, I'm very involved in the cannabis industry because I have clients now that uh, I sort of service and help. You know, the laws don't allow me to sell directly to the consumer. I have to work with dispensaries and businesses. And so I've really got the laws and the policies and regulations down as to how to navigate around this, uh, how to legally give your four months old child 
cannabis without getting the child services to come to your house and take your kid away. So there's a lot of details that go into it and we figured it out. Absolutely. And so, yeah, the youngest patient I have is four months old now. Oh, Ooh, wow. Yeah, four, four months old. And we'll discuss yeah. Yeah, those details. So, I mean, for those of you that are tuning in, mm -hmm. I think, you guys may want to take out your notepads and take some notes. <laughs> no, for me, really. Rewind, I, rewind. I've, I've known Ray for many years now, and uh, uh, he's helped with some of my patients as well, Who and they're all terminally ill adults, or seniors, I should say. And I sometimes go to him and asking him, well, uh, can I use this dosage for this yeah. type of pain management, for this type of cancer diagnosis? So he's, I mean, he's my go-to guy for anything cannabis. And... I'm dealing with 80, 90, 90, 505-year-olds, sure. four-month-old. Yeah. I can't even imagine the emotional yeah. uh, toll it takes on as a, uh, as a parent. As a parent. I, I mean, mean you, you and I and Wahanri as well are the ones with the youngest kids right now. And, I mean, I'll do anything for my kid. I mean, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give we, – we were talking about <laughs> unconditional love last yeah. week. It's like they're all leading into each other. See? Yeah, but, I mean, it's, 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 it's insane, like – what somebody will do for their kid and you this guy you, proved it bro. yeah you drove to Colorado. you flew to colorado when you were driving back back and this is 2011 where yeah. laws were much stricter absolutely when Way it came stricter. to any sort of any sort of i don't even want to call it medical marijuana because medical marijuana now is the term that they're using currently sure. it was just called weed or marijuana or whatever the hell it was yeah. called at the time um your, so your kid was on a lot of pharmaceutical medication then? Yes, and these are 13 meds that we tried. And these are, uh, first of all, they are, they are most of them are not even pediatric or kids' medicine. Most of them are not even epilepsy medication. Yeah. So this is the same medicine that you will get prescribed as an adult who has uh, depression or migraines or spinal injury. Yeah. So this is benzodiazepines like clonopine uh, and that's, Topamax and yeah. stuff like that. That's what she was on. And... Uh, she started getting on his meds ever since she was five. You know, her first seizure was 45 minutes after her vaccination shots, the measles shots. So that's how her seizures actually started. And I know this show is not about vaccines, so we're not going to get into it. No, we are. <laughs> we, want, we want it to be no, a part of it. We can get into it. That, that's yeah. a whole different show, man. <laughs> that, you, that's a four-hour show. Either, on either we decide to leave that for another show. <laughs> we should leave but it for another show. very important. Because I am extremely passionate about that subject. I, I run a coalition of parents who have vaccination injured children it's really a different show a whole long different because show. Okay. even even this cast right here yeah. we're split so yeah we are split yeah <laughs> we're, 50, we're split. then, then we're i split. honestly suggest even if it's not a show live on facebook for us to get together and talk Most i will definitely. share my wisdom and experience of not only my child but now because of this coalition over a thousand families that i've met whose kids seizures started the day of their vaccinations and so it doesn't happen to everybody, of course. But if it happens to one person, that one person's life matters. Yeah. And I just right. want to mention that, like you said, there was 26,000, 18,000 people on a waiting list. And all these people could have done what you did, but sure. you're the one that did that, Ray. And everybody should be thankful for Thank what you. Absolutely, man. Thank I mean, course. that's, that's, that's a you. lot of people say it, but you're the man that did it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you changed a lot of families' lives. It's not only just thousands, 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 thousands of thousands lives. Of thousands of every lives. parent says, I love my child, but not every parent is willing to do the they above are, and beyond you, that you when, did. When you're a parent in a desperate situation that we are, you will do everything. I know. I, I agree with you. So there's, there's no doubt that there's other parents out there that have done greater things yeah. than this too. And I get the appreciation and love from the parents and the community on a daily basis. It's a very rewarding, rewarding uh, career that I got into now. 
it's it's bittersweet yeah. because it's rewarding at the same time you're dealing with a lot of sick children just within your own neighborhood and vicinity and it, it every day it makes you think what's going on yeah right there was a family uh up in i think it was northern california they had a young boy and he was dealing with the whole you know the seizures and sure. epileptic seizures and everything uh and the family was going through I don't, I'm sure you. I forgot what the name of the fa- the family was, the son and everything. They created like a YouTube page and everything as well. Um, the fa- the mother and father ended up divorcing. The father yeah. took full custody, mm-hmm. and he started giving his son the CBD Cannabis. oil. So it's and probably the kid that I referenced who was in the Discovery Channel documentary. I don't remember what his so name. I saw him on YouTube. That's yeah. where I saw him. You're probably talking about Jaden and Jason. Yes, Jaden. Yeah. So this kid was having multiple seizures sure. a day. And they got in the dad was like, you know what? Let me try the CBD oil. And he would put droplets of it underneath his tongue. Absolutely. And he went from 14 medications a day, 14 tablets Mm -hmm. a day. He went down to eight. Then he went down to seven. And the kid was going through basically rehab. Could you imagine coming off those meds? And then they ended up calling uh, a rehab center for his, for his seven or six year old son and saying, I need to check my son into rehab. We're getting him off a very, very strong medication. Mm -hmm. And the guy on the other line was like, okay, what is your son getting off of? He goes, Benzo. Yeah. He goes, you have a six-year-old on Benzo? Yeah, so here's how yeah. it goes. So I've, yeah. I've gone through that same scenario. Yeah. With my Football daughter, players right? are on that shit. The withdrawal, pro- withdrawal. But the problem yeah. is, there's a lot of withdrawals. The problem is that rehab centers will never, ever take in a minor who's not an adult, who's under 18, to check in as a patient. Parents are left at home dealing with this on their own because even your doctor, your neurologist is not going to hospitals. It's not going to help you come off of all of your meds. They're going to, when you go to the doctor, they have to give you prescription medication. That's what the process is. And if you come and tell your doctor, Hey, I don't want to give my child these medications. I'm against it or it doesn't work. Then that's when you deal with child protective services and, you know, these kinds of issues. They come and take it. It's a medical neglect case, basically, even though the medication is not helping. Right. So we deal with that. That's a big part of what parents like us, like us go through. Um, but there's a right way of doing everything. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, somebody needs to go through it or some group of people who have gone through it had to come together and say, hey, we need to help other people not to get into what we got into and yeah. do this the right way from the get-go. And that's how this whole thing started for us. You, you know what, what really annoys me about uh, parents, not, not just parents, but in general people, especially parents when it comes to their kids' medication is, They'll give them, prednisone is, I think, one of the meds, right? Absolutely. Prednisone probably has one of the most side effects of any other medication out there. It's been around for ages, probably for maybe 40, 50 years at least. They give it for arthritis, for uh, Crohn's, COPD, epilepsy, Crohn's, anything and everything, prednisone. And prednisone has tremendous amount of side effects. Well, it's it's a cheap drug right now because it's been around forever. But here's the thing. When a doctor prescribes prednisone, not one parent ever says, well, I'm going to do some research on the yeah. side effects. And that's the problem. And you talk about CBD, all of a sudden everybody's a uh, research so, analyst, so, right? So it's- not only CBDs. So imagine this. We, we help a good amount. Probably about 70% of our clients are not autism or spectrum of autism. And this is a condition that causes violent behavior and aggression and self-harming others, harming others. It, constant steaming and hyperactivity. And so these kids are prescribed prednisone or other benzodiazepines, which completely shuts down your nervous system. It shuts down your abilities or function, right? And 
they are extremely dependency building addictive drugs. Mm -hmm. The problem is not just the side effect, it's coming off of it is almost impossible if you've been on it yes. for so long. But then the parents will come, just like you said, whose kids are on Topamax and Clonopin and a prednisone kind of a medication cocktail. And we talk about micro doses of THC oil even, because what does THC do? It gives you a little bit of a calming effect, right? Just to calm this kid down because he's tearing up himself and the wall and the TV, right? And the first thing the parent will say is, well, I don't want my kid to get high. <laughs> Your kid is high on benzos, man. Yeah, yeah. even day, worse. Right, yeah. even worse. Now, do they know that CBD doesn't get the kid high? We're talking about THC well, too. THC but, oh, yeah. but CBD too. So we can talk about the differences and the cannabinoids. I think we, should, we can get into cannabis yeah. if yes. you want. Yeah. You know what I think it is, right? I think it's the industry itself as far as um, there's people like you that are in the, as far as in the marijuana industry and in the CBD and THC industry. And then there's other ones where they're in it for the wrong reasons. They're in it for obviously for financial gain. They're in it for basically just kind of it's you not know, the money wrong reason. It's the wrong reasoning. Well, you know that exists in every industry, I think. Especially if you're talking about medical. You're right. right. There are doctors who are in the industry for getting rich, ripping people off by selling them drugs. There are doctors who are there because they want to help people. Maybe one in a million, but still. Uh, I I see what you're saying. I've stopped. <laughs> that thought of saying the people who are using recreational cannabis or who are in the business of cannabis are wrong or bad or what everybody can do whatever they want but the problem is i think what you're referencing and uh, sorry to cut you off but the problem is that somebody like us parents of kids who need cannabis oil because it helps them deal with a good amount of negative stigma that's attached attached to cannabis yes and that stigma comes exactly from what you're talking exactly. about. exactly right? that's what i mean yeah. exactly because sure. what people are what people basically say is Okay, if uh, if a doctor recommended something to me, oh, he's a doctor. He knows yeah. what he's talking about. But then you have this, you know, from the 70s and the sure. 80s where there was a big the, drug scare yeah. with cocaine and mm -hmm. with with marijuana. And, Until today it's happened. Oh, yeah. When, you know, there's drugs coming in from south of the border sure. and being sold left and right. The, the basically people look at marijuana as, oh, my God, it's a drug. It's bad. I'd say it's like basically like it was in the, during the 40s and 50s during the prohibition. Well, alcohol but, was, but they still haven't been able to show any facts of how it's bad for you. Yeah. So, so I even take it further than that. I think the underlying problem that everybody or most people don't see and ignore, and it's it's so apparent now because social media helps and people are talking about it. Even government is talking about it. Yeah. We have the worst opiate crisis of history right oh, now. hundred percent. Right? And where did it come from? All these people who have prescription medications for whatever they're dealing with and they got addicted to it and they, they needed no. something stronger and something stronger. That is the underlying problem here. And if you're using cannabis and it's helping you replace some of those medications, they can't then, sell that. Then the problem becomes, becomes the doctor can't sell it, the pharmaceutical company can't sell that. You're replacing their financial interests means. and gains. And, means. and so that is the mother of the problem. If the, if, the, if the doctor or medical community or the pharmaceutical community could profit from cannabis, which it's coming, it's here yeah. already, yeah. it's here. Yeah, yeah. But if That's once true. we get there, which is very soon, then believe me, this whole thing is going to be history. We're not even going to talk about it. I would rather have them. I'm sorry to Go cut ahead. you off. I would rather have these pharmaceutical companies make their money, but let the people in get to what they need. My my Why? concern with pharmaceuticals getting involved is that they're still gonna put in, uh, put in chemicals to increase profits. I, I right? don't think it's just I mean, the chemicals. So that's true. So there is a pharmaceutical cannabis product that got FDA approved this year, just recently, just a few months ago. Was it Pfizer? 
Uh, no, it was actually by a UK pharmaceutical called GW Pharmaceuticals. Okay. It's for epilepsy. Uh, the extra stuff is in there, right? The, the uh, what you call the, the preservatives and sweeteners, those stuff are in there. Of course. The issue is not necessarily that. The issue becomes it's a plant that you can't grow in your backyard. Why would yeah. you buy from them anyway? Why ones, would right? you want to get it from them? How do they control it? So does this become a felony again? Do you get arrested well, if you're growing I it? wanted to bring that up to you sure. the word, as far as categorization, guys. So marijuana is a category one drug in America. It's a schedule one. Schedule For federal. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty But it, so is CBD. So is CBD, right? Yeah. So. so hold on. I'm, I'm very confused about this. Okay, what? You you keep going from you saying cannabis and you're saying CBD. So cannabis one is a plant, one is the no. Oil. They're both plants. So so here's here's the sure. quick science of cannabis. There is what's reference referenced as cannabis and what's referenced as hemp. Okay, right? They're the same thing. Yes, all of them were used to call hemp before yes. the marijuana term was thrown in because of Correct. cannabis coming from Mexico and all that stuff. So they're the same thing. The difference between what's called hemp and cannabis is the percentage of the THC that's in that product or in that plant, let's say. If by law, and this is the Farm Bill of 2018, which is very new, if by law a product or a plant has less than 0.3% THC in there, it's, it can go and get a hemp license from the Depart- Department of Food and Agriculture. And that, so you so, can be hemp. hemp. And that, that means you can even go into like a Whole Foods yeah, or Yeah, so that's sprouts, all the CBD right? products that you see here. That's the CBD that I give to my daughter and all these kids now. That product nowadays you can buy from Sprouts and some so, natural yeah. food stores, so these have chiropractic been... offices, a lot of those yeah. kind of places. Right? So is that where, because I, 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 I don't drink milk. I, I think milk is the worst thing you can drink. Sure. I drink hemp milk. Yeah. That's the only milk I use occasionally. Has absolutely no CBD in there, right? So that comes from seeds of the hemp plant. Right. So right. that's considered the 0.3, less no, than the 0.3%? There is no or CBD, no CBD in there whatsoever. It's just hemp. So, so these, uh, basically these have as little THC so as possible. So these have less than 0.3%. Less than 0.3%. Right? Now, if you had the same looking tincture and it tested for over 0.3%, then they had to go and get a cannabis license and it would have to be sold in a dispensary. That would be the difference between the hemp and cannabis. Mm. 0.3% or higher, cannabis, 0.3% or less, hemp. So it's the same plant. It's the same thing. That's the only difference, literally. Now, when you have 0.3% or less and we call it CBD, uh-huh. It's non-psychoactive because 0.3% of THC is not going to make you high it can. for your kid. It's non-psychoactive. So what is the benefit of CBD versus THC? So very recently, uh, a, a professor in Israel, his name is Raphael Machulam, he discovered that the human body has what's called the endocannabinoid system. And the endocannabinoid system is a set of receptors called the CB1 and CB2 CB2. receptors. And these are receptors that are on all of our organs, nervous system primarily, Mm -hmm. brain. And and it's it's there to uh, absorb cannabinoids. So what are cannabinoids? CBD is a cannabinoid, THC is a cannabinoid. We have that system. So do dogs and cats and some pets. And so what's the function of the endocannabinoid system was to activate these receptors and came the effect of anti-inflammatory, neuroprotective, antioxidant, and, but, and many more. But primarily what was found was anti-inflammatory, which is the mother of almost every condition you deal yeah. with. Yeah, everything. And neuroprotective. So when you go and look at the def- definition of neuroprotective, it means rebuilding the nervous system. It means regulating your neuroactivity and nervous system function and an antioxidant. So 
this statement, by the way, is patented by the U.S. government that cannabinoids are neuroprotective and anti-inflammatory. And this patent came years ago, even though we're still dealing with Schedule One. So that is in itself the proof of the medicinal aspect of cannabis, which is patented by the U.S. government years ago. You go on Google and put U.S. It used patent. To be part of you know when the times we had cannabis. doctors traveling coming into the house. I think hemp back or, in the days it was. It was part of their cannabis was. Uh, it was cannabis so, was part of their daily so, medicine. So that that statement, interesting. So I'll tell you this. When I first found out about cannabis for epilepsy, I did a lot of Google search and I found out that in 1918, 1920, oh, yeah. there was actually in the US pharmacies cannabis tinctures for epilepsy. Yeah. It it was specifically specific for wow. epilepsy. You can yeah. Google it; the pictures wow. come up. This is in the twenties. This is in the eighteen So right after World War I. I've seen those pictures. You so it, you know, it, prohibition happened. It's just like the alcohol prohibition. Prohibition happened. Uh, pharmaceutical industries got involved. So all of that is so common sense. And it, to me now, when I look at what has perspired in the last decade about around cannabis. It's like no-brainer. It's all financial and corporation-driven laws, and it's so stupid, right? Um, but it affects people like us yeah. because my child shouldn't have taken 12 medications. She should have taken cannabis first when she was five months old and she was having seizures. And she would still speak because she doesn't anymore. She would, she would not regress all the regressions that she went through because of being on benzodiazepines for nine years, 10 years. A child that's five months old should not be on a benzodiazepine, period. It should be illegal to prescribe exactly. a benzo to a five-month-old child. It happens every day at children's hospital, every day. How come that's CPS just, doesn't get involved then? They get involved the, Because when, the doctor prescribed it. Doctor is... Yeah. You know, Let me ask you a question that's now. crazy. Man. I was going to ask you, you know, you said your youngest patient was four months old. He is now. Do yeah. you believe this kid has a better chance because... Oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? Okay. That's what I was it's, looking it's into. It's fact. Can, if, we, can you look into it and prove it later down the line? And... 100%. This is all happening now, right? He will take another decade or so. We'll have some good data. You have to realize all these foundations, like the foundation that I linked with the Realm of Caring Foundation, they are now partnered with Johns Hopkins University and some other universities, and they're doing a good amount of observational research on kids like my daughter. So they're documenting what's happening with these kids' experiences. They're going to start publishing their findings. So there's other countries like Israel who are doing a Big, lot of research. So yeah. there's a good amount of data coming, which everybody knows. That's why the pharmaceutical industry is coming into the DC sector. Yes. You know, the cigarette industry is coming or nicotine. The alcohol industry is coming. Everybody's coming. I know? just hope. I just hope they don't ruin it. They will. They will. Definitely. They will. Hundred percent. Well, I mean, it's. They will hundred percent. They'll take full control of it. But you see, you're taking you're taking something that's basically a gold mine, and no. instead of basically mining the gold, you're just basically blowing it up. It's you're, all about the Benjamins, baby. Oh man, that's. A, I mean, e even if they ruin it, you're still gonna have the guys like Ray and other natural practitioners who are still gonna do the you're right, right thing. Take but, that away but from the them. person but, that gets hurt the most is the patient. Right, and Look, it's happening now. I, it's happening already. If you ask me, I'd rather have a patient get hurt by a uh, tobacco company that's selling CBD than prednisone. But hurt in what way? So look at it this way. All these new laws that passed in California, mm -hmm. cannabis laws are just new, right? California yeah. went and right. legalized recreationally. So what that did is it completely shut down and ended the medical marijuana program in California. There is no medical marijuana program anymore. It's all recreational. There is no medical. It doesn't matter anymore. But the law says that if you are under 21, you can go to a doctor and get a recommendation letter. Mm -hmm. And then 
your child who's under 21 or under 18 or whatever age they are with the doctor's letter can go and use cannabis legally does the doctor have to specify your child's name yeah yeah no? of course your child has to go to the doctor and there's okay. there's a handful literally five doctors that i can refer you to if you're under their pediatrician in the whole state okay yeah there it doesn't exist so what what's the problem though the problem is these medical patients are forced to go and purchase under the recreational laws there's a 24 percent tax yep. attached to cannabis man 15% excise tax, then there's the city tax. It's, it's insane. These mm -hmm. things are not cheap already. Insurance doesn't cover it. And now, and you have to realize this, we're not talking about smoking a joint once a week or once a day even, because that you can buy for 10, 15, 20 bucks. We're talking about a child like my daughter who has to consume about 400, 500 milligrams of CBD and some THC every day. Mm -hmm. That can be thousands of dollars a month. In expenses, right. You're four five hundred milligrams every day. Every day. Yes. yes, that's and it goes up, and it goes that's up. what I wanted yeah. to tell it's you. It's based on weight. So if you have an adult child or a heavier child who's two hundred pounds, the more you're buying, I mean, more. is you. I mean, I know people. I've seen like, for example, Joey Diaz, who's a big ma ma yeah. marijuana guy. He's taking five hundred milligrams, and it's it's. I don't know if it's CBD or if it's THC now. It might THC. be THC, five hundred milligrams of THC. It really knocks them out. It knocks people out. Well, I'll tell you, I do a lot of medical consulting now, and I deal with cancer patients who take five hundred milligrams of CBD and five hundred milligrams of THC every day for Holy ninety days. Yeah, but that's, that's not at one time. No, wow. but uh, just today. Listen, but, just today, I had a patient, lightweight, lighter than me, Armenian. Uh, dealing with cancer stage four. She, wow. she has worked it up to 500 milligrams of THC, one shot, not even broken down through the day. No. Wow. Shot. Is that sublingual or a pill? Sublingual. She puts it in empty capsules and, and takes it. Takes it. Wow. Dude, she's used to it. That's what I'm saying. You get used to this stuff. But your see, tolerance goes higher and higher. I know. But so see, how much do they buy? Is there a limit to how so, much they can So consume? the treatments are very specific to... Uh, diagnosis and symptoms not Sounds everybody good. needs those high All levels right. if you have a stage 4 cancer the protocol is about a 500 milligrams per gram per day for 90 days and if it's going to do its job it's going to do its job if it didn't it's not going to right yeah. when you say per gram per day you so each gram should be 500 milligrams of cbd 500 milligrams of oh, a total now, of one gram one gram okay. in now if if a patient cannot tolerate the thc at those levels then 500 milligrams of CBD with as much THC as they can tolerate. So Now, I, I've also read studies where, um, I forget what that, um, there was a guy who created that system where... The Rick if, Simpsons? Yes, where if yes. a patient was unable to take it orally, they would do it rectally. So there is really no difference. As long as it hits your bloodstream, yeah, it's going to work. Now, the difference is, if you're doing suppositories, right. it's immediate. If yeah. you're doing vaping or smoking, it's immediate because it goes through your lungs. If yeah. you're consuming it as an oil, either in capsule or sublingual, it's going to take an goes hour to two your, hours. Yeah. Yeah. Digestive because, system. Because, okay, here's, here's the thing. When you smoke marijuana, yeah. it's different. When you consume it, it's, it's broken down by your liver. Yeah. And it's called, in THC, it's called 11-hydroxy, right. which is basically what, what THC is when your liver processes sure. it completely differently and it hits you. So like a rock after like an hour. So it has to do with those receptors we talked about. Correct. Yeah. But you start hallucinating. No, not really. Depends. Yes. Well, let me, let me get into that. THC yes. does. THC, THC if you is. consume it. So here's how we do it, right? So let's say you come to me and you have a need to use cannabis. Let's say you have an injury, you have pain, and you have inflammation, but you have, you're in pain. 
your options were your doctor gave you an opiate or a painkiller uh -huh. and said, go home and I'll give you some shots of whatever, epidural yeah, or whatever. Whatever it is. And you said, no, I want to do naturally. So you come to me and I say, have you used cannabis before or lately? You say, no, I don't have cannabis experience, mm -hmm. right? So then we start you at a protocol where it starts at micro dosing. Literally, you would take half a milligram of THC or one milligram of THC using our tinctures because that's how they're formulated. And one milligram of THC is not going to be no, 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 nothing. Of course not. You're, it's not even going to make you high. No, not at all. Right? But, but CBDs. It will, but it will activate your receptors. CBD. It will work up in your business, uh, body slowly. So in three days, you're going to go to two milligrams. Four days later, you're going to go to three milligrams and then slowly you're going to go to five, six, and you're eventually going to get to a point where you're using enough THC to help you with your pain, but that euphoric effect is gone yeah. because you're tolerating it now. Because that's the protocol. Yeah. So it's not a magic pill. It's not something you can take today and say, I'm cured. Sure. No, there is no cure. It's, it's, a, it's a process. It's a process. And that's what I'm saying when I say the resources are really needed because when you go to a dispensary and buy whatever it is that you buy, mm -hmm. uh, the problem is... You know, let's say you go to a dispensary and they have great products. You know, these new laws have brought on some good, uh, responsible manufacturing. So there are some good products out there. But let's say I went to the dispensary and the dispensary bartender, I told them I have pain and inflammation and they gave me, a, uh, let's say, a, a chocolate taffy bar, right? Edibles. Because yeah. that's typically what's given to people who are dealing with pain or sleep issues. Correct. Just take this gummy bear, sleep like You're a baby, good. right? So you come home and this... Chocolate taffy bar is, let's say, 50 milligrams, which is a lot of THC. Right? It'll, for it'll a first-timer. For a first-timer. And you, the bartender has told you to cut this in eight pieces and take one piece only because you're not used to it. Well, how do you know how many milligrams is in what, what piece, right? How do you know how it's broken down? You just took a knife and cut it in eight pieces. The first piece could have 40 of that milligram in there. So it's not like, it's not like a, basically those tablets where... For example, you pick up from a pharmaceutical, it, it's scored in the middle. So basically, no, you could they no, bake it. it no. I mean, yeah. so you don't know what's in what. You don't know. So what's, so, so what's the proper medicinal way of doing this? You have to do it with tinctures, because a tincture, let's say a whole one ounce tincture has one thousand milligrams of THC in there. Yes. Right. I can calculate for you. 0.1 ml is equal to how many milligrams? 0.2 ml is equal to how many milligrams? And that way, you can work up a dosing guideline or a chart where you can go slowly up and get used to this so it's not psychoactive yeah. and that's how we do it that's I, the process i thought it had gotten to the point already now i mean if you if you were to talk about this maybe five six seven years ago i'd be like yeah you don't know what's in what piece because that's how it was the guys would take in college they would take pieces of chocolate they would cut it in fours yeah one guy's blown out of his mind the other guy is perfectly fine sure, the other yeah. one is basically seeing no. teletubbies running around the room no. so, <laughs> so nowadays yeah. i'm thinking it's like the same i, I see you I, know why it's i the would same? think it would they would process it and, a little bit and more differently that is the problem that the medical community is having with this that's the problem that the fda is having with this because they're saying you are not treating this as a medicine because of that same factor that we just talked about because the regulations that are surrounding cannabis industry is about one thing and one thing only, tax. Yeah. That's, it. That's it. There is no health department involved that checks who even made this chocolate brownie. How did they make it? Were they in Where their kitchen naked it? or was there? No, I mean, there is no health it's department. All, everything is cowboy basically, yeah. as they would say. That's it. So the only thing they're interested about is how many milligrams is in there and each milligram has a 15% tax attached and to it. The you package. Have to pay it. And the package, yeah. But uh, we're not there yet. That's why medicinal products need by responsible companies, which they do, and they need to be tested at third-party testing labs. The batch results have to be open to public, 
and it has to be consistent. Meaning if you bought that tincture bottle that's in front of you today and you have a batch result, one year later, it should be the same exact milligrams, consistency, everything has to be the same. It has to match. That's how you trust the product to give it to your child. Yeah. Right? As a medicine. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Absolutely. Because it's going to fail. Now, do, you, do you have uh, like expiration dates? or? Yeah, of oh. course. So How think, does that work? So think of it this way. Most of it is uh, because of the unknowns, because there really hasn't been shelf life testing on yeah. cannabis, right? So it's a guess game and a guessing game. But the state has guidelines of, uh, you know, you have to follow what's it. So what, okay. what's the guideline? Well, let's say there is olive oil in my tincture. Organic olive oil. Yeah. What's the shelf life of olive oil? That's how you go with. Okay. So olive oil that's in your pantry that you use for your salad stays there for a lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing really happens, right? Yeah. So it's the same, but we are forced to put a two years uh, expiration date in there. So um, Ray, let me ask you this. As far as you guys extracting the actual you know, CBD and the actual THC from the actual plant. Now, it, I'm sure there's a process to this. Uh, what I've seen and what I've, uh, researched as far as actually extracting the THC is you have the actual bud itself. Mm -hmm. The bud goes into some sort of contraption solution. or some sort of machine or some, no, no, not a solution. I've seen crazy things now. There's I've seen forms. it. I've seen them do it with propane mm -hmm. and now I've seen them doing it with CO2. Mm -hmm. So CO2 is apparently the cleanest way it's to the, actually extract the yeah, CBD. It, it's the standard uh, or it was the standard in the industry. So we call this volatile or non-volatile extraction methods okay. and they, they produce a completely different product. And so if you look at a, let's say a vape juice or a vaporizer or a tincture and it's clear and it's clean like honey oil, you can see through it, uh -huh. it's a CO2 extract most likely. Or if it was any other form, it was filtered and purged very well. Uh -huh. When you look at a tincture or a vape or something that's dark and dirty, then it has chlorophyll, it has waxes in there. It's an alcohol extracted oil most likely. And so when you come to somebody like me who has 1,500 children who have helped, I have tried both of them on these kids to see if there is a difference in the efficacy and there sure is even though they're both from the same plant and extracted one sometimes works better than the other for a certain individual and uh, people need to pay attention to this so, tiny aspect so basically what you were talking about right now is exactly this yeah so what we're looking at right now is a vape pen that's a co2 because you can see through it right Yes. So this was actually extracted with CO2, which Absolutely. is basically, the, it is the cleanest way to extract mm -hmm. it, correct? Yeah. And what it, what it does, it turns the CO2 from liquid yeah. to a gas. It compresses it. It's a pressure-based extraction yeah. It compresses it and, mm -hmm. it and it drops into sure. a container. So, and if, then it, the CO2... so if you gave me a cannabis plant that you grew in yes. your backyard, let's say, and you said, Ray, I want you to extract this with CO2, half of it, and the other half with alcohol. And let's take it and send it to a testing lab to see what comes up. And we want to do a full profile testing, let's yes, say. Because yeah. I have to, before I even continue there, you have to realize there, these are not isolated products. This is a whole plant extract. In that plant, it's not just a CBD or THC. There is actually 78 phytocannabinoids. There is 78 ingredients or components that are in these oils right now. And there is CBDA, CBG, CBN, THCA, THCV, THC, I mean, it goes on. And then when you're done with the cannabinoids, then there is the terpenes, limonene, pinene, and everything that you see in those bath bombs, for instance. So all of that together is what plays a role in this medicinal product and what component is doing what is the unknown. So imagine this, why does one strain work to make you sleep a little bit better than the other one? It's all the other cannabinoids and the terpenes that are in there, right? So if I was to say, well, now that we know that there is this 
all these phytocannabinoids and terpenes in there. Does the extraction method make a difference in the levels of these other cannabinoids or contents? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, CO2 is a fantastic extraction method. It's a standard. It's safe. Mm -hmm. It's non-volatile. It's clean. But the pressurized system eliminates a good percentage of all of these terpenes and cannabinoids. Ah, uh, I you understand. See. Yeah, yeah. Versus the alcohol, where everything comes out, and then you just evaporate the alcohol and activate it. Basically, it. becomes too clean. So Rick Simpson <laughs> oil is basically alcohol, alcohol based. Oh, yeah. And what do you think of the Rick Simpson oil? So Rick Simpson is a term that's referenced in the industry for this Man. what's called FECO, full extract cannabis oil, which means it's the pure extracted serum. There is no dilution with any oils. There's they, can they use that same method with CBD and we THC? Have them. We, we have them in our menu. We, that's what we give our cancer patients. So it's, it's wow. called full extract cannabis oil. And um, because these patients require a high amount of cannabinoids, yeah. it doesn't make sense to dilute it with oils. Because if you're going through chemo or radiation, and I'm going to tell you to take drink a half a bottle of olive oil, you already deal with diarrhea and all, all this stuff. That's going to mess it up even yeah. more. You already deal with nausea. You don't want to drink half a bottle of olive oil or coconut exactly. oil. So these are the reasons why that works best. It's higher levels. Uh, we have a great question yeah. from uh, Marlene. Marlene. She says, uh, Ray, can you tell me the difference between CW, CBD mm -hmm. oil versus FDA-approved pill CBD? Absolutely. So the FDA approved is not a pill. The only FDA approved CBD is actually a liquid. It's called Epidiolex. And it was approved very recently uh, for epilepsy. Uh, it's by GW Pharmaceuticals. And uh, the difference is what's referenced as an isolate or isolated CBD versus a whole plant full spectrum. It's a great question. And I'm glad she asked. Let's talk about that difference because it's so important. When you have something that's like Charlotte's Web or many of these other CBD products, they are what's called a whole plant, full spectrum. That means everything we just talked about, all those 78 phytocannabinoids yeah. and terpenes, they're all in there. Mm -hmm. The Epidiolex or the FDA approved CBD, it's an isolated CBD product. That means it's just CBD. Everything else was actually taken out. There is okay. nothing else in there. So why is one better than the other one? Any research that you can find, that's a clinical research, comes from Israel. Raphael Machulam, he's written about it. References something that's called the entourage effect. And the entourage effect is something that they proved that basically said when all the cannabinoids are together in one, especially THC and CBD, but all of it, they bound to the receptors much, much more and much faster versus if it was an isolated product. I do carry isolated oil too. Some people just don't want to have the THC because you know what? They want to use CBD, but they're afraid that their job place is going to test them and they're going to get fired. You do have that, right? right? Oh, yeah. So is that what they test for? With They test for THC. Yes. No, no, THC. But let's say, for example, there is CBD in your, in your system. The, You're using the, it for... The company policies are about marijuana, which is referenced to THC. Okay. That's, okay? That's... Because You're it's... referring to company policies meaning employment. Employment. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of these whole plant products, even though we're saying they have less than 0.3%, they have some THC in there and it will trigger that lab testing yep. blood work. So you'll test positive at a drug yes. test. The, the hemp stuff you're talking about from like they Whole do. Foods, let's say you overeat yeah. something that has a lot of hemp seed or No, hemp. no, those won't. No, no, no. The hemp oils like Charlotte's Web that sell at Sprouts, for instance, 
will trigger a positive yes. that's what I'm saying test. so even though sprouts is selling it legally I know that's what I'm saying I'm saying if you overeat if you overdo it a little even bit, if you took a little bit of it you don't have to it'll trigger right away you see that's yep. what I mean so I mean, you need the so CHC to activate the CBD you need no the entire thing to bound to your receptors and cause the entourage effect the efficacy of the whole plant versus an isolate is much much higher that's why if you research the FDA approved CBD, their dosing guidelines are about 20 times higher than something like Charlotte's Web. Wow. So a lot, of people, a lot of people are basically saying that um, the, the actual plant itself is, what's, is what they're using for extraction. But yeah. before, a lot of people were talking about the trimmings being yeah. used because you the can. trimmings were the what's... So that's the, that, when you say whole plant product, you're saying I cut this plant from the bottom of the whole main stem and I grinded and extracted the whole thing. The Nothing, whole thing. The whole thing. The only thing that's thrown out is the big fan lifts because they could have uh, some of the nutrients like nitro, uh, phosphorus and stuff like that that's used in the growing process. Yeah. Uh, so fan lifts are thrown away, but the entire plant from top to bottom is used in a whole plant extract. Basically the, the nugs itself. Everything. The, yeah. Because a lot of people don't understand it when, they, when you <clears throat> tell them, when they say marijuana, marijuana. They actually think it's the leaf itself, no. which basically so the leaves know, the leaves have some trichomes in there. Yes, but it's not but the actual it's not nearly enough as the bud. Exactly. Uh, the isolate, which I want to get back to, which is what the FDA approved CBD is, it's great option for the person that doesn't want to test positive. So if you want to use CBD as an anti-inflammatory, you want to put a dropper in your coffee every morning and say, "I'm taking anti-inflammatory," right? It's just like taking fish oil every day for its omega three. You can use an isolate because it has no THC in there. And we have a lot of products like that for that patient or customer. The problem is if you come to me and say, I have this medical condition and you know I have this severe symptom, the isolate is not going to do it. I have to give you a whole plant product. Right. That's the medicinal product. Okay. Le here's thank, the, you. thank you. That's here's here's the analogy I think, I mean, that I just came up with based on what you're telling me. For example, when you take an apple, right? If you just bite around the apple, you're getting part of the nutrition. If you eat the whole apple with the seeds and the stem and everything else, you're getting mm -hmm. everything skin, else. Yeah. For example, bananas. Bananas are great for you, potassium, other nutrients. But if you take the skin, for example, you boil it, it's yeah. got more. 20 times more benefits than Almost eating the Almost all the fruits are like that. So Even I, cucumber, everything. Yeah, the skin every, everything. has the, most of the nutrients. So to take the whole plant idea, it's just it's in its natural sure. state that has, like you said, the 78 it's a, it's a scientifically proven by Dr. Machulman and his team yeah. and some other uh, scientists who are working on it. And there's a lot of good doctors in the Europe working on this stuff. That entourage effect is not a hoax. It's not a joke. It really works. So in, to compare that, now, why did the pharmaceutical have only isolated? It comes back to the scheduling, right? We just said in the beginning that cannabis or CBD is still a Schedule 1 yep. FDA drug. And if you're a Schedule 1, then it's against the law to do a clinical trial or any kind of a study on this because you cannot do clinical trials on a Schedule 1 product. It has to be rescheduled. So FDA, just to give this company a right to manufacture a pharmaceutical CBD and, and sell it to the American market, told them that if your product has less than 0.1%, this is the guideline that exists right now, this is the law. If your product has less than 0.1% of THC, then we will reschedule you to a Schedule 5, which is what that FDA approved is. They are mm -hmm. Schedule 5. Needless wow. to say, cocaine is a Schedule 1. 2. One. two. Is two. it 2? Yeah, cocaine two. is yeah. Schedule 2. Uh, yeah, coke is 2. Heroin is 1, I think. Yeah, heroin is 1. So you're comparing heroin to a plant 
that's been used for thousands of years in this country see, this I, country I, I, used to use it every day i don't i don't i could i don't consider like when people say marijuana is a drug it's a drug i don't consider it a drug i mean in order for it to be a drug you got to mix stuff with it and so like, i don't even say that this is how you reference the difference and it comes down to its dependency and addictiveness right drugs are uh, looked at as a uh, substance that's addictive and if you get addicted to heroin your life is done you're screwed if you're addicted to cocaine or any of these substances well Ray, you can od on those you, you can, can od too sure you can i've never heard of any story of anybody ever oding on marijuana well here's the thing right so that's true but let's define addictive that term the the term addictive or dependency building means if you stopped using something after a year of usage you will have a seizure or a heart attack and you'll just you have to go through rehab you can't well if you use cannabis every day of your life for a year and you decide to stop cold turkey you're not gonna have a seizure you're not gonna die you know what's gonna happen to you you're gonna have cravings you're you gonna know, have the munchies. You're gonna no. You're gonna feel like you need <laughs> no, it. You're gonna have munchies. <laughs> this guy. No, you, no, you'll have the munchies when you use it. But when you stop using it, you'll have cravings. You'll have the psychological feeling of wanting to have it so that you can function. But let's say you're in a situation that you can't have it. You got arrested, or you moved to a state that's illegal, or whatever happened. You can't have it anymore after a year of everyday usage of it. Right? Yeah. Nothing's gonna happen to you. You're not going to have a seizure. You're not going to go to insane. rehab. You're not going to die. You, eventually, you're going to get over it. So withdrawal so from compare, medication that we're allowed to have right. might put you through pain and even that, sometimes that. Of course that. it would. Here's the challenge. When you have somebody that's a heroin addict, right? Even if you take heroin once, you become hooked on it. When you, get out, you try to get off of it, your body feels like it's just falling apart. So one way to get off of it is you use methadone, right? Yeah. Methadone. Which is the same thing. You try to get off methadone, yeah. same shit. Yeah. It's very difficult to get off of methadone. And it's, that, it's a domino effect. Yeah. And that's my. the standard, right? So when we decided to take my daughter off of one of the medications that she was prescribed to when she was younger, which was called phenobarbital, benzodiazepine. It's a, it's a tranquilizer, basically. Literally, it's a horse tranquilizer. It's the first medication that's prescribed at the children's hospital. How old was your daughter? Five months. Sorry, which one? Hold on. Which phenobarbital. Five months old, old and you're—they're prescribing oh, that yeah. to your daughter. Every child that gets to the children's hospital will come out with phenobarbital, most likely. Now, here's the issue: year has gone down. Your child is a zombie and completely knocked out because of a benzo every day at five months old. You go to the doctor and say, "I want to come off of this medication. I need your help." They'll give you a second medication to then try to bring the first one out. The second medication doesn't work. Your child is still having withdrawals and seizures. They'll give you a third medication. These kids are on multiple very heavy medications, and then they lose control. Then the damage is done. Then yeah. you're, you're, you find yourself you know, hooked on all these meds, and your child is only a few months old or a year old. These are so, all um, neurological, muscular. All these, these medications will well, affect... Most of them are benzos. They will. So one of the uh, most common medications that are unfortunately prescribed is Topamax. Topamax is a migraine and a pain medication. It's opiate, basically. It's a migraine medication. I remember Time did a cover story calling it Dopamax, the worst pill in America, years ago. And 90% of these kids are on this medication. It's not even ever studied for children, never studied for epilepsy. But you know what it does? It completely shuts down your nervous system. So the idea is, well, maybe then it will affect the seizures. It will stop them or you know, suppress the neuroactivity. Uh, and it happens every day here, man. Every day. Ray, so, we have a couple of good questions sure. here. 
By the way, <laughs> Ophelia says <laughs> I overdosed funny. on cannabis. She just overdosed on cannabis. <laughs> sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it felt like it, but wow. the, but the idea is that if you didn't use it anymore, not you know, know. so many thing. funny She's stories what? where people call the cops and say, sure. you know. Uh, I think I'm having a heart attack. They sure. come out and it's just... But that happens every day, right? Because it's psychoactive, it's hallucinogenic. You know, I've given it to cancer patients who thought their kids are killing them or they're trying to oh, choke them God. and it was all, right? But these are not addiction, right? These are psychological effects, psychoactive effects. Addiction is I can't come off of it because I'm having seizures. I have to go to rehab. Uh, you know? I mean, I've seen what the cancer patients with the pouch mm-hmm. and that's just opium. Well, yeah. that's fentanyl patch. You know. and that what, thing, is it? what is it? Fentanyl, oh, fentanyl. patch. God, fentanyl? Uh-huh. Yeah. That thing is... But that's for patients who are, they have so much pain where they can't even swallow water. Yeah, yeah. They have to put a patch on. Yeah. So that's the only, you either do patch or IV. I, I know Listen, the medicine, medicine can be obviously good. It's, we're not anti-medicine. Well, I am, but let's not be anti-medicine here on the show. The issue is not that. The issue is if medicine didn't work, then... F you, doctor, if you're anti me using cannabis to see if that's going to help my child. Right. That's the issue here. You could say the whole word, Ray. We don't, we don't do it. Uh, <laughs> Ray, Car- Ray, Carola has a question. She, she asks, uh, how do you purchase this? And then do you have to get the whole thing? Or are there like smaller sample sizes? Or what's the... Uh... So, babe, and she's giving me yeah. all that. I'm taking them home. <laughs> well, that's for you. But how about for everybody else? So <laughs> I'm taking the Zen bomb home. <laughs> Yeah, I brought gifts for the wives too. So no, this is for me, man. I'm gonna be using this. Man, this guy doesn't share much, bro. I, I can't. I mean, no, you can't add this. We'll just use it as the wives. You guys should get in together. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's we'll the use whole this idea. together on the wives. Yes. So no, we'll we'll plug in. We'll plug in some yeah, stuff so for Ray's. Let me, let me explain more, it and then and then uh, plug it in or, or you know, post it on the bottom of the side. Here's how it goes. I think uh, people should understand that proper uh, product selection and usage is the most important proper dosing is the most important aspect uh, i'm going to point whoever calls for a consultation or goes on our website for a consultation to a group of five or six products that are not mine these are products by very heavily licensed manufacturers who are very heavily regulated and i trust them because mm-hmm. i test them i test everything that i refer to any client at a third party lab in monrovia and i refer these products to them because i trust my test results not what the company is publishing and these test results have been very consistent on just about four or five companies yeah and i trust Mm -hmm. those companies and i i use these companies and i reference them and i refer to them now how to figure out what to use is very unique to an individual's needs and we offer free consultations at our website it's something you can go and click on and it's either a telephone consult or our offices are in san fernando you've never charged anybody for a consult and as i said we have 1500 clients right now um now, and, do you and guys work only with children or is no no a lot adults of adults as well. actually more adults now yeah, too yeah. Uh, adults as well so the the consultation and the purpose of the consult just to make sure that you go, you don't think it's a hassle there is no hassle it's very simple all i ask you is your medical history a little bit what medications are you taking right now what allergies do you have and your cannabis use history yeah. and then we will start making our recommendation we'll customize the dosing chart for you but we'll also go a little bit more further if this is for a child then we will make sure to teach you or help you how to protect yourself and your family or your child legally, how to speak to your doctor without getting in trouble, what doctor to go to to get the prescription for this. All of that is involved in the consultation. Yeah. yeah. And what about like for like adults who have, for example, they have stress, anxiety, yeah. panic attacks, anything yeah. like that. Does CBD something like this? Yeah. So 
anytime you say anxiety, CBD is the go-to. Many people will have anxiety after using THC or marijuana. It causes anxiety for many many folks. CBD, there is a good, if, if you research any peer-reviewed articles or journals about cannabis or CBD, the number one thing that comes up is actually anxiety on anxiety disorders. So that seems to be an area that it really helps. But people need to understand it's not a magic pill. No. It, yeah, it that, takes some proper usage, but it also takes some time. You know, it's a natural herbal supplement, just like any other natural herbal supplement you're going to go to Whole Foods and buy. If you, you know, if you have inflammation and your doctor said, let's say you have a biomedic or a homeopathic doctor that sends you to get turmeric and all this anti-inflammatory substances, or, you know, supplements. It's not a one day or one week or one month thing. This mm. has to be a part of your everyday diet Consistently, consistently. So that's the same with CBD. You know, you're going to get a product and a guideline of how to use it. And then three, four months down the line, you'll start seeing the differences, hopefully. Yeah, that's what I wanted to add because a lot, some people are asking, well, how can I try it? That's the thing. This is not like Tylenol, Advil, where no. you take it or Norco. You're like, oh, okay, my pain went away. Yeah. It's not a Vicodin pill. No. Like Ray THC said. THC is like that a little bit if you're using it properly. Right. I am a very big uh, you know, advocate for microdosing of THC. I think uh, the wrong or improper use of THC can absolutely have a counter effect for many, many uh, symptoms, many symptoms. But if that same person had that bad experience because they bought a gummy bear or they used too much or they smoked too much, they use it properly on microdoses. I am a very big advocate that it's going to help them because the THC is what actually replaces your Advils or yeah, pain right, medications. Right. There was a there was a buddy of mine. I'm not gonna say his name, but he Why not? He, I'm not say, <laughs> <laughs> he he was he was afraid of flying, and he was flying overseas. He was flying to see some family in Armenia. Uh, he was telling he was telling his buddies like, "Dude, I'm having a panic attack about this flight." He's like, "Hey, here, take this piece of brownie an hour before your flight." He's like, "Take have a quarter of it." So he's like, "Okay, I'll have a quarter of it." So before the flight, he cuts it into fours. He has a piece of it. He's sitting in the terminal waiting. It's not affecting him. He's like, you know what? They're almost boarding. I don't have time for this. He has to give it time. Bro. So he takes the whole thing. I don't know how many oh milligrams it was. He That's... said it was, he didn't even know. Well, I mean, yeah. He got on the plane. He closed his eyes. He fell asleep. He opened his eyes. He was in Armenia sitting at a table having dinner with family. <laughs> no. You gotta be kidding. That's wow. some good weight, man. And I was like, <laughs> and, and I asked him, I said, was it your first time taking it? He goes, it was my first time taking any sort of THC wow. or CBD or anything. So the, the effects are basically with THC. Yeah. It's really something where it could. Well, absolutely. Uh, it activates receptors that are in your brain, which is why it becomes euphoric and uh, psychoactive in that sense. But THC, just like CBD, is very anti-inflammatory. It's very neuroprotective. It's got the same characteristics. Right. I had a question for you. There's many diseases out there, and the root to a lot of diseases that I've read up on inflammation. is inflammation. Absolutely. Right. A lot of diseases. Absolutely. Do you see it going <laughs> further, being used towards diseases that we don't have cures for? So, so yeah, I, I don't like to use the word cure, especially after my daughter's experience. I don't yes. think it exists really. But um, that's exactly the reason why if you – some of the uh, – cannabis criticism is well you guys make this a magic it helps everything every condition you know you go and research cannabis on google and it uh, it says it helps with all this whole list of yeah, conditions. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. like that but why could it be that 
the underlying problem of all of these conditions was inflammation, and that's why cannabis is helping. Yes, hundred yes. percent. Yeah, yes. that's the that's reason. That's what I want to bring out. It's not that cannabis is good for Crohn's and migraines and epilepsy and autism and Still everything else. It's good for inflammation. And underlying that's what's cause. Everything. Underlying cause. It's good is for one thing. That's it. Inflammation. inflammation. And and even two years ago, I remember reading an article about they the the medical industry finally admitted that depression is caused by inflammation. And then they started accepting the fact that CBD cannabis is basically define inflammation though. Inflammation, okay, inflammation Cause, is because there's different ways of looking at inflammation. So I mean, how would you def- depression from inflammation? I'll tell you yeah. how. Yeah. Yeah. For example, let's say when you have arthritis, right? It's inflammation of your joints. Correct. Right. That's how I see okay. it. Yes. So same thing with your brain. Different parts of your brain your control system, different things. Your, your nervous system can be very inflammated. Yeah. So that what do you think MS is? Yeah. MS is inflammation of your complete nervous system. Yeah. I actually have a patient with MS that I recently put him on the Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. He's taking uh, 100 milligrams a day right now of CBD. And it's been about a week. He's already seeing some difference in terms of how well he's sleeping and wow. uh, and that's joints. what it is. You know, I, I I have to say, whenever you're prescribing or recommending cannabis to any of these people, here's the magic word. This is all about quality of life. That's it. What we're going to try to do is we're going to enhance your quality of life. We're not going to get rid of your MS or epilepsy or autism, but we're going to improve your quality of life. If you have MS and you have spasticity, let's say, we're going to improve your quality of life by reducing that symptom, yeah. right? Or if you have autism and you're uh, steaming, your child is screaming every day, for instance, or even worse, if they're aggressive, we're going to improve the entire family's life by calming that down a little bit, right? So that there are moments that the child is relaxed and smiling and happy and aware of the surrounding and paying attention. Your child has ADHD, all of this stuff. It's all about improvement of quality of life. My child still has seizures today. But you know what happened? She came off of 12 medications. God damn, her quality of life improved so much. So is she she on zero meds right now for pharmaceuticals? Absolutely. Wow, man. Megan makes a comment here. She says, I just started my daughter in it also for her stress-induced tics from cancer, neuroblastoma. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. She doesn't say if it's been effective yet or not, but I'm, I'm hopefully sure it hopefully will. it will. Yeah, I, I think out of all the cancers that I have had to help with, and there is a lot of them, unfortunately, especially pediatrics, my success has been greatest in brain tumors, glioblastomas in those areas with CBD specifically. Mm-hmm. It seems to be much more effective in that area. Um, but we had a very recent uh, case where an Armenian gentleman had a stage four lung cancer and uh, his son brought him to our office and they wanted to start aggressive cannabis treatment for him. He was anti-chemo. He was afraid of it. Uh, his, his father had actually basically given up. He, he had accepted that he's going to die sort of. And I gave him that full extract cannabis oil, the whole thick the black uh, extract, the black THC. And is that C- the one that's 1,000 milligrams? That's the CBD, and then we have the THC. Yeah, the THC. Okay. Um, and I had instructed him to use one, the Rick Simpson's yeah. protocol extract. is grain of rice, half a grain of rice, and then you Slowly. four days later make it into one grain of rice, which is tiny, right? Because these are potent stuff. This guy went home, and day one, he took a whole gram of THC, oh. man. And it knocked him out so bad. 
14 hours 30 something hours oh, in the backyard yeah. in, in their backyard uh, sleepy for, yeah and uh, the wow. son called me and said please can you come to my house you know i'm here afraid they were scared and i walked into their house here in glendale uh, and mm -hmm. the entire family is sitting in the backyard looking at him and he's just literally Chilling there. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's not out. I mean, listen, he wasn't even able to wake up and go. He's going to eat an extra large pizza. He, didn't even he, wakes up. he wasn't even able to go to the bathroom. He had gone. Are you really? serious? Yeah. Well, yeah. at that point, you can't control your he was, bowels. He, he was done. We'll, right? get to the, we'll get to a couple of questions, but I yeah. want to go over some. Okay, so, 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 but let me tell you this guy real quickly. This guy, after the instructions of, hey, you did this wrong, do it again. Five weeks into it, he became cancer-free. And I have all of his scans wow. and I'll share it with you. Five oh, weeks. Wow. Five weeks, man. Wow. I, have, I have his four. scans. I'll share it with you. So if you guys want to reference it. After stage four long. And this doesn't happen every time. We have a lot of failures, unfortunately, too. But when it happens, and it has happened several times for us, I have uh, testimonials that I'm allowed to share because people want to get the word out. And I'll yeah. share it with you guys. But this was amazing. This was recent. And sometimes this happens, man. Sometimes this happens and you can think of it as whatever you want. It's not a miracle. This yeah. is this thing is medicine. This thing works sometimes. And it's it has to be given a shot. Yeah. Fairly. So we talked we talked a lot about the consumption of it. So we have we have an oil here which we'll talk about this. We have the vape pens is pretty basic as far as how it works. You smoke it. How do you smoke it? Gonna, you want me to demonstrate on yeah. that? Yeah. Sure. I have a license. We have a, we have a watermelon flavor and a strawberry. And Very a you, so, you know you're in my office. And you know tomorrow goes. they're going to test me, right? So, no, I'm, cur okay, I'm curious about this. Okay, this, okay, guys, this is actually a bath bomb. How the hell does this get in your body then? As far as, as so CBD, it skin. goes through your skin pores. So basically you put this in the bath. So you drop this in bath a bomb. regular bath and it starts bubbling yes. for a good 40 minutes. Correct. Now, that bath bomb is not just CBD. There is Epsom salt in there. There it's is amazing. a whole good amount of essential oils like <laughs> lavender and Smells? eucalyptus. And so it's not just the CBD. There's a lot of good things in there. Honey, I'm coming oh. home. <laughs> <laughs> i see you guys next week. Guys. Let's get on. <laughs> but more than all of those good things, there's 100 nice. milligrams of CBD in there. So, so let's say so we just said CBD is anti-inflammatory. Yes. So if you're soaking in 100 milligrams of an anti-inflammatory yeah. with some lavender and eucalyptus and all that stuff in there, you're going to walk out so relaxed. You're going to sleep. Better like sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So basically, so basically what it is, is once this, once the, the, the bomb is put into, into the water, it gets into your skin, in your skin, yeah. into your pores. And it just yeah. kind it's of, it's just like using a topical. I have a lot of lotions and creams yeah. that have CBD and some of them. THC are, one. Okay. Even THC, your skin yeah. is your largest organ. Yeah, yes, correct. Yeah. You're so correct. so yeah. THC let's talk about this one. This is a, this is a tincture. Okay, so what do you use this for? Is you just drop so it in your coffees are, and stuff? You can do that if you. So, so this is how you look at tinctures. Tinctures come with two hundred milligrams for the whole bottle, all the way to six thousand milligrams for a whole bottle, what? right? So it depends on what you're using it for. And it's a now, peppermint flavor. So who's the candidate for it? The candidate could be somebody who has a stressful job and they want something a little bit. I'm going to take this home. This guy needs this. No, right? That's the candidate. But that candidate's dosing is that exactly what you just said. One dropper in a coffee in the morning and you're That's good it. to go. That gives you about seven, eight milligrams of CBD and you're good. But what if you have a candidate who has a symptom or a diagnosis, right? That person needs He's much there. more. So we give them more potent oils, the dosing chart. If you go to the gym, gym and workout and you have some inflammation and you want CBD, sure, one dropper of that in your coffee is going to be good. So, for, so for yeah. example, let me ask you this. And what? that doesn't have THC. It's got the less it's than point three. Yeah, this is the point three. Point three. Okay. So you have a stressful yeah. job, you're having anxiety, you're having stress. Yeah. 
a drop of, a drop of this inside a dropper full of that a dropper, dropper. yes as how many milligrams of it so in that oil a dropper full will give you about seven milligrams seven milligrams so drop will give you nothing yeah <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's not. A, so, but we have the same size <laughs> bottle that a dropper will give you fifty milligrams. And how long would this something like this last? Or oh, how long? Thirty how days many, for that purpose. For thirty days for this, every day. Every day, once a day. Wow. It's it's. I mean, it's science. That's the beauty of it. <clears throat> You're not that? eating a cookie or a brownie. It's it's science. Oh yeah. God. You know. Yeah. It's so just here it shows you all of this. You want to go to the questions? Yeah, let's go to a couple of questions that people might have. <laughs> How bad is it? Carol is saying, honey, broiling 10 of them home, I can be information Not broiling, bring, bring. Bring 10 of them oh, home. Oh, why does she try- say broiling? She wants to say bring. Bring. Oh, bring. I can't read it's your wife's correct. writing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, Armin was asking, is there a difference between uh, naturally extracted versus chemically extracted oils? So the final product can be absolutely solvent-free. The final yeah. product could be processed and purged so well. Look at the FDA-approved Epidiolex. It's actually an al- alcohol-extracted oil. So they use food-grade organic alcohol to extract it. In fact, the testing that I did on their product came back with a good amount of alcohol in there. Uh, but you can get rid of it completely. So Charlotte's Web, for instance, will not test positive for alcohol, but it's alcohol-extracted. So it's I, all evaporated out using uh, rotavaps and heat. I thought CW recently converted after the new packaging was O2 extracted. No, half of their line is CO2, half of them is alcohol, oh, just to offer okay. options. Uh, the difference is the efficacy, in my opinion, when you're using it for medicinal purposes. The other difference is going to be taste <laughs> and smell and flavor. Now, one more thing. Uh, I, th- I feel like our Armenian community here, is very behind in so this. I'm so happy you're mentioning that yeah. and that was the only reason that I'm, I messaged you and said you know what we should have a show I have spoken in the Armenian TV channel a couple of times in, in shows and we got a very mixed review uh, but I can tell you that I have good amount of Armenian clients in the autism community and the yeah. epilepsy community now it takes a whole convincing of the entire family yeah, yeah. because a, there is such a stigma attached and there our community our culture especially the older generation is absolutely brainwashed about this stuff and it's not their fault right it's it's what they've learned through uh, their medical community or doctors or their tv programs even today you'll see tv programs in the armenian channel sometimes talking about marijuana in such a way that it's all bs there is absolutely no facts or science involved in their broadcast. But the Armenian culture needs re-education or education about cannabis because you know what? Every week for every 10 Armenian families that I help here, I get 10 that are calling me from Armenia. No one to do it. There. Absolutely no access. And their kids are having seizures every day of their lives. And I need to help them, but I can't. I even tried to reach out to the uh, health ministry over there. Are you kidding me? Forget about it. Wrong people, buddy. It was impossible. We, well, I mean, we're only a 30-year-old country. We've been under Soviet control our entire, well, not only Soviet control, but Persians, the Soviets, the yeah. Russian Empire. So we're a fairly new country. Sure. And being under communist regime, everything was sheltered. You, there was, you couldn't go to church. There was no, you couldn't dance under certain music. Sure. There was so, so much that was sheltered that, that generation is still alive till today. Eventually, they'll kind of die out, and the younger generation will kind of take over. And, and, and it's and, happening. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, it's the, happening. But, the, but it's a really hard process to have parents to explain it, something like this to your day, parents. Right? So and, I have to tell my my 
parents to bring their parents so that I can have a conversation with them about my daughter and show them the before and afters, for instance. Uh, it takes a lot of convincing and at least 50% of the time after you have spilled out your heart in front of them on the table, they still don't go for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's a misconception. The whole industry is because, especially in the Armenian culture, they think, well, if my kid does, uh, you know, marijuana, it's a palanca. That's oh, not, this no, is two different things. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. not getting high in the yeah. alley. This yeah, is, but yeah. the, you, you know. guys see the negative effects of it too, guys. But that's the problem, right? We cannot be associated with the recreational user things. that's Definitely. getting high every day before they go to work. You're not smoking a joint, man. You're doing even if you else. are, even if you're smoking a joint because you have cancer or you have lung cancer. If you have lung cancer, smoking a joint is your best, best way. Medicine. Now, one more thing. Smoking the grass, the you know, the one you buy in the jar. I've heard when you're smoking <laughs> it like that, you're losing majority of the value of it. Is that no, true? It's not true. Uh, everything comes from that same grass that you're talking about, right? Unless you light it up, it's not going to be THC. If you took that bud that's in the jar and you chewed it, you're not going to get high. No, I'm saying right? when you're burning it away, doesn't... No, you're getting all of it in there. Wow. Now, here's the problem of the stigma and people who are saying, well, balan. You know, you're yeah. smoking, you're, you're getting a bad your person. Kid. You're basically categorized as so a bad person. That's simple. Absolutely. Life. As a criminal. Criminal. That's what I was going to say. But why? Because marijuana for years and years was smuggled by drug dealers. Yes. It still is. Much less okay. now. Much less now, but it's still Profits happening. Profits are right? less. So it's much less. Somebody well, like the me. The reason they don't bring it anymore is we do plenty of it ourselves around here. But not only that, because now there is an industry, a professional industry. There is companies like Anheuser-Busch and Coca-Cola that are in the sector already. They're working on products that are coming out soon. But uh, for our culture, our older Armenian generation, that's what they see. They see yes. that drug addict or drug dealer, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I always tell them when they're sitting in front of me in the office, I'm a drug dealer to the children. That's what I do. And I'm happy to do it. to kids. You, 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 and, I, and I tell them You're going to freak them out. Man. But that's what I tell them. I tell them, that's how you see me. That's what I am to you. That's what but you're to other saying. Families, I'm but the I said, do you understand those people's kids are doing so much better? Do you understand there's a difference between the guy that's smoking weed in the but, alley versus this kid who's smoking well, teacher? Well, a pharmacist so, is just was, a legal drug dealer. No, no. It was, um, am I wrong? It was no, all you're absolutely correct. What do you mean? Absolutely. It was it was all the propaganda that the the Russian communism that had when during the, uh, the drug wars. Yeah. Look look what you know U.S. is in. Sure. Look what you know Europe is in. Sure. Look at all the drugs that are, are you know the kids are consuming. Sure. So Tati has a good question. She says, "Can CBD help with these conditions: asthma, cancer, and thyroid?" Cancer and thyroid. Well, cancer, we kind of went over. Well, absolutely for cancer, but certain cancers need a lot of THC, not just CBD. Okay, so what about like something like thyroid? Thyroid for sure. I mean, we're talking about inflammation and inflammatory conditions. So that's, that's what it is, man. Everything is inflammation. Is. Is infl I'm diabetic and it's yeah. inflammation. Buddy. Well, diabetic, if you're, depends on what type and if you have already uh, started using insulin or not. So I have some great success stories with diabetics, especially pediatrics, but they are uh, type 2 and their insulin dependency wasn't crazy yet or they hadn't even started. Uh, the benefit if you have a diabetic and you are using insulin is it's if it works, if it's used properly or the right product is used, it's most likely going to cut your insulin dependency in half, which is a wow. quality of life issue. It's great. So, I mean, there's children out there that are, you know, that are either born with type 1 or yeah. eventually they lead, they're, sure. they're, they lead up to type 1 diabetes, which mm -hmm. is insulin dependent. Yes. Where they have the whole 
sure. uh, you know, the insulin on the side. So do you think as far as CBD itself will actually help cut it Realistically down? Realistically speaking, not really. Because it's something where it's just... It, the damage is sort of done. It's, thinks, right? That's different because <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because I'm not I, saying don't use it. You never know. Because there's no, there's no clinical data around any this of stuff. They is, is, it, is diabetes as far as... Is it an inflammation or is it... Yeah, it's more, it's well, it starts, it, it starts from inflammation. But when you have type 1 at that point where you're on the insulin uh, regular... Cartridges. Yeah. At that point, the pancreas is pretty much shut down. Oh, the so, categorization of... Uh, Diabetes has nothing to do with what you're on medication-wise. Yeah. No, it's about your. If you're born, basically, if you're born with it, you're type one. Right. If you're not type, born with it. But type, type two, two. The yeah. difference is type two. You can yeah. get off of it with a diet and certain herbs. Yes. You can get off of even insulin if you're type yes. two. Type one, almost impossible. I don't ever say there impossible. There is no impossible. You know yeah. what it is? Is uh, there Gotta is no there is no data around this. It's yeah. gonna it's come. A trial. Study involved it's gonna right come now. because maybe that type one requires 2000 milligrams and yeah. we've never tried that before and it's you know also the timing Can I be of the guy you try it on sure it's also Thanks. when you start it because if you if if you're at a point where your pancreas is completely shut down yeah then obviously to try to revitalize it it's far more difficult than if it's let's say halfway working and you're just trying to improve it Most definitely. so and that's where we go to alex's question which i think is he says uh, asks uh, would you recommend it for preventative purposes so i think more than anything so i take it every day my family takes it so uh, more than anything you, if you're talking about this thing helps with inflammatory conditions or inflammation then that really talks about preventative medicine what do you do as a preventative you go and you say i want to change my diet i want to include some garlic in there some turmeric in there i want to use those this good herbs that are now considered super herbs that help with these conditions right, right. that's preventative if mm -hmm. you're changing your diet every day eating healthy and putting these components and these herbs and these vegetables in there that are supposed to help with your inflammation or help with your nervous system function there's like there's all kinds of herbs nowadays that people use right ginseng and all that stuff mm -hmm. fish oil sure why not cbd oil one dropper in your tea or coffee or ice cream or just by itself every day yeah. as a preventative of course you have to you know it's a superfood that's why whole foods and uh, you know places like sprouts and all, all these organic stores like ear one market and mother's nature market these places are my clients that's why they're carrying it on the shelf next to all of these other super supplements because you go there and buy these natural supplements for this purpose of preventative diet and sure absolutely i take it every day religiously sorry if this, you have if you, you have a buy this as sprouts the charlotte's web you can yeah it's not this one. No. not that brand no. <laughs> here's um uh when you say pre i mean how much just so people understand how much turmeric would you have to take to equate equal to, let's say, one so, tincture of whatever? So a completely different mechanism of action, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're taking CBD, you're mm -hmm. activating the endocannabinoid system in these receptors. Day one, the first dosage is going to bound to these receptors and activate it. Day one, the first dosage is going to start working towards anti-inflammatory and neuroprotective. Mm -hmm. You might even feel the effect day one. Yeah. And that happens for cases of people who want cognitive gains, people who want a little bit of cognition improvement day one they see it so versus a turmeric kind of a thing <coughs> it's, it has to be in your diet every day yeah. for a long time mm -hmm. 
I think it's a lo- lifelong commitment. I yeah, mean, it's like a, li- it's a I, life change. I take yeah. it and I recommend everybody in my family to. Do they all listen? No. No, turmeric. Re- no, not turmeric. CBD oil. CBD oil. You take CBD oil? Of course. Oh, I didn't know that. I always have it in my drawer. I had no idea. I'll show you. I had no idea. Does this have to be refrigerated? No. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. If no. The only so thing the that has to be refrigerated in these oils is if it has an A at the end of it. So if instead of CBD, we call it CBDA or THCA. And that A stands for acid. So it's the acidic oh. form. That basically means it's the raw form of this component. So remember I said, if you don't light it up, you chew the bud, you don't get high, yeah. but you take THCA and that has amazing anti-inflammatory effects, THCA does. So if you come to me and you have severe inflammation and you wanna use THC, but you don't wanna get high, then you use THCA and it, it's amazing. And we have THCA oils too now, so tinctures. But those have to be kept in the refrigerator because heat and light will turn them to THC. In yeah. fact, the acid in your body can turn it into, into THC. THC. So, okay. By the way, Ray, we have over a dozen comments from different parents who are forever grateful to you. Thank you. Yes. Um, because you've changed their lives, their kids' lives around for, for the better, obviously. So Thank you. Um, definitely it. what you're doing is unbelievable. I mean, I appreciate it. it. You know, I, I had absolutely no <laughs> choice of selection of what I'm doing. Yeah. It, it came as a necessity. I, as I said in the beginning of the show, was about to lose my child, and uh, desperate measures calls for desperate things, and we we just went for it. And I'm I'm happy that I did. I'm happy that I saw those documentaries. It just changed my and my family's and my daughter's life. Look, well, I, you're I, making a tremendous impact course. in people's yeah. lives, man. I mean. I believe, I mean, this is how, I, when they say, do you look at it half full, half empty? And I think you're probably the same way in, yeah. based on what I know of you. Absolutely. It's Emily is, because of Emily, your daughter, you've changed thousands of lives. So sometimes as hard as it is to admit that, well, it had to happen to my child for sure. me to be able to make such a big difference. But it's if it was going to happen anyways, might as well happen in, in a way where now you've been able to make such a difference absolutely nationally statewide and hopefully one day globally you're able to make a difference so you know we're, we're trying to take care of our community here and there are other yeah. other families or parents or organizations just like us who are doing their part in different parts of the country or the world i have just uh, enough of a capacity to take care of people that are around here mm-hmm. and i try as hard as i can and whoever knows me knows that i have absolutely no life uh because there is a lot of kids who are sick and they need help. And especially in this part of the world, we're, we're living in a large, uh, you know, area and big state, big uh, Los Angeles, Southern California. Even. Big population. Big population. Yeah. But, but uh, that means that you deal with hundreds of people on a daily basis, either through a Facebook message or a text or an email or a telephone call. It's constant. And it, sometimes it's at midnight. At 1 a.m. you get a call from a desperate parent who was in the PICU who is just desperate and they decided to t- message you or text you at 1 a.m. Yeah. from the PICU. And y- I, you can't not answer them, not, not just because your heart is there, but it's so overwhelming that if I don't answer this today, tomorrow I have two, and then next day I have three, and then you've next been day I have in 300 shoes, yeah. to answer, and I won't be able to. And, and you know, we have help. We have people who are helping us, which is great. The Realm of Caring Foundation has been fantastic in that sense. Uh, and I'll put the link later on under the video. But, um, you know, it, it's it's something that you decide to do because it happened to you. It, it hit home. It affected you. I can tell you the amount of work and uh, hassle and legal problems and and 
if we really get into it, I mean, we have bank accounts shut down all the time, credit card processing accounts and money confiscated on a regular basis, UPS accounts shut down all the time, product confiscated by these shipping companies all the time. I mean, this is something we deal with every day. And you have to create corporation after corporation so that you can switch Ooh. around. It's like a cat and mouse game because you're always running until you get caught and then you figure out again and run again. And it's, it's constant. Yeah. There's a lot of problems in this industry. For somebody like me who doesn't have a dispensary, I don't deal with recreational cannabis. I strictly want to take care of some sick children and adults who need help. And again, as I said, I don't charge for the consults. It's not that I'm not a physician. I'm not, physicians don't know anything about cannabis, but still. Um, but the problem is. <laughs> they don't know a lot. They don't know anything about a lot and of isn't things. That irony? <laughs> there you go. The problem is if it hadn't happened to my daughter and I hadn't experienced it, I probably wouldn't do it. You'd still be That's teaching. A, I was You'd just going to ask professor. you that, but you answered the question. That was going to be my next question. You would, you would still be a professor. Yeah. Again, CBD. I would, I would have a different <laughs> opinion, probably. You're still Absolutely. a professor. You're just a CBD professor. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> cannabis professor. I guess. At this point. No, I guess. It, it was. It, you know, sometimes yeah. people come to a consultation going back to this older generation of parents, and I will talk about all of this information and science and everything, right? And 45 minutes into it, the dad or the mom will say, "Are you a doctor?" <laughs> 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 and and then you have to think well, if i say, say yes. if i say no then this guy is going to judge me and say well then i'm not going to listen you to lose you. credibility how do you, how do you tell the you guy how do you explain to him and then that i know more said, than a doctor well the, the first thing i tell them is don't insult me <laughs> <laughs> when they say are you a doctor right? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> look at my one. handwriting you but can the, read it but <laughs> the second thing i tell them is with all the respect if your doctor knew how to help your child you wouldn't be here today. That's a beautiful answer, yeah. That's and very they still, well said. And they still don't. They're questioning it while they're look, at your door. I, look, I, I've, I've had patients come into my office for CBD uh, because I'm on, on the list with Charlotte's Web, so I get calls once in a while, and so they come here and I try to help them out as much as I can, and then I advise with Ray occasionally too. So they'll come in here. They're on cortisone steroid shots, that requires you to have your blood tested every goddamn week. Why? Because you could die from that cortisone shot. And then they have another medicine cabinet that has 48 different capsules and this. They don't question any of it. You hand them one of these boxes. These. I have to oh, read about it. I need to. What's the side effects? Yeah. I'm like, what so the you fuck just... you care about side effects? Look at the cortisone shot you're taking that requires you to have yeah. your blood drawn because you could die. Literally, your hemoglobin can go down to zero and you're yeah. dead and because they trust their doctor they yeah. wouldn't give them something that would harm them but the reality is people even like my own parents my own father for instance or anybody everybody we're this this whole nation is hooked on drugs nowadays everybody is on pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. right especially our elderly our parents they're walking around with bags of pharmaceutical medications and then they have symptoms that they never relate to maybe these Ache. are because of these pharmaceuticals that i'm taking yeah. Maybe what I started experiencing now, like breakouts or dizziness, which is a very common Absolutely. side effect. Trust me. Maybe it's because of the meds, right? They never yeah. question it. Like, never. what about something for like blood pressure? Because you know, as 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 people get older, when they hit their sixties and their seventies, sure. you know, they go, "Oh my God, why is my blood pressure so high? Sure. Why is my do, could CBD help with something yeah. like that? Could could or could not? There is really such a lack of uh, clinical 
uh, data or, or trials they, on this. They, uh, they, just recently, we decided to do an observational research with Realm of Caring and some other foundations where they're gathering, surveying people. That will produce some observation. Until the clinical data comes in, where it's clinically tested and documented, it's really hard to tell. Now, sure, if you do research on CBD and blood pressure, there is a lot of good peer-reviewed medical journals that are on PubMed yeah. that suggest that it does because those receptors are also in parts of your body that regulate blood Correct. pressure. So based on that, absolutely. But here's the answer. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Get a three, so, four months trial on there, CBDC. What happens? There was, there was a person who was on um, online. Well, we he, need to talk about was, vaccines. He was talking about next show. He was talking about, he, talking about uh, migraines. Yeah, and because of the migraines, his blood pressure was going up and up and up because of the pain stuff. So he started using the CBD oil, and when the migraines went away, blood pressure regulated itself too. See, like a couple months ago, I just was, I think, before the holidays, I was having stress at work. I was a bunch of deals going on. I was having air hunger where you're, you, you're trying to like... It's your OCD. You, it's my OCD as well, obviously. I have tremendous, like my, my OCD. You, you should get on CBD yeah. tonight. <laughs> Yep. You see, you're, I was, I was having, He's I was having. Start with the bat tonight, I think. I think so. Then. Honestly, I was I start the bat. I was having air hunger. You know when you're like, you're like, oh my god, I can't breathe. You're like, <laughs> try to get in as much air. You know what happened? My chest started to hurt. Yeah. My chest started to hurt. I went and did a chest X-ray. They said yeah, everything is fine. It's anxiety. Man. It's anxiety, and it, I was having pain in my chest. I'm like, oh my god, am I having a heart attack? Am I? No. You think CBD would be something where it will uh, kind of anxiety, relax you? Yeah, as I said, anxiety disorders or stress related. Number one thing you'll find on CBD that that it should help. So. The answer to that versus the answer to blood pressure or something like something like let's say asthma, which asthma is an inflammatory condition. Too, yeah, yeah. The answer to stress and anxiety, hundred percent. You should try one, it. Yeah. One more question we have here. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Alex wants to know: breastfeeding mothers can they take CBD no, so, no. for anxiety? Let me answer this well, the si- the scientific way. Maybe I'm thinking that is. Maybe I'm thinking like more like so, oh my god. So you're you're still attached to that stigma. Yeah, that yeah, no, well, coming from here. coming from a guy who has menopause symptoms. Yeah. Hey. I have hot flashes. <laughs> I hate. I feel like I'm having oxygen. I'm, well, that's what was happening. That's, to me, those are all menopause symptoms. This, like, what do you mean it's menopause symptoms? <laughs> what are you talking about menopause symptoms? So so here's here's is this Alex. Was this Alex? Yeah, Alex's yeah. Here's the proper answer. Remember I said we all have the endocannabinoid system. That means our body has these receptors. The cannabinoids has to come from somewhere. That's why we have these receptors and they're, they're, their function is so important for everything in our body, right? It wouldn't be there if there was no cannabinoids needed. So Alex, go and research CBD in mother's milk naturally and see what you find scientifically in PubMed. The mother's milk has cannabidiol, which wow. is CBD. Yeah, your it's body creates there. those. Your Actually. body creates it, okay? They, your body creates uh, chemicals that are, if you look at their chemical structure or sign, it looks exactly like THC or CBD. They're called amandamides. This is in the mother's milk naturally. So why not? I have pregnant patients who have epilepsy, who are having children, who are on CBD. And... The other alternative, let's say you're a mom who is having a child, who you're pregnant. The other alternative is this benzodiazepines or Keppra Capra, or these pharmaceuticals. Yeah. That's going to be more harmful for your child in your womb than the CBD. Wow. So the answer, and to correct you with all respect, is 
Absolutely. Even though the products are going to say, do not use if you're pregnant, keep away or from children. These are all compliance issues. Every, everything and is do not use with, with well, you're pregnant. And my recommendation is don't ask your obstetrician because what they're going to tell you is, oh, no, yeah, you can't. But then they'll give you Ativan. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, go fuck yourself with Ativan. <laughs> okay, but no CBD, no. Yeah. no I, would say, I would say to everybody, do good research, not bullshit research. You know, nowadays you see all kinds of... Uh, let's say news articles or blogs that pop up on Facebook or social media, right? And people get pissed off or they like or dislike or all these uh, reactions that yeah. come through. But when you look at the source of where this article was, it's, it was just some personal person's blog that was listed, right? So if you're doing research, do some real valid research. And there is some good, as I said, peer-reviewed medical journals that uh, address everything we talked about today. Everything. Because not every research comes from, none of them come from America because you can. There's a good amount of research coming from all parts of the world, Europe, Europe and Israel, about cannabis for these purposes. And do some good research. If you want links to this research, if you want help, I can point you to this research because I have put them all together on one page in the website. Ray, we want, you to, we want you to share a lot of those uh, specific links as far as, obviously, links to your website we'll be able to post. Anything as far as the CBD purchasing. Information and right anything now? that you think that will help as far as sure. uh, educating our listeners. To Absolutely. It, we, I'll, I'll share a lot of things with you so you can post yeah, it. Send it, send it to us on a, uh, privately in a, in a direct message. Yeah, and, and then we'll, put it and we'll, we'll plug it in. I will. And I will send you a link to our consulting. You know, if, if any of our listeners need help, they, they have questions, they are doubtful, especially if it's for pediatric patients or adults, but especially for pediatrics. If you need consulting, I'll share the link. It's caniatric.com, but I'll share it with you so you can list perfect, it. Perfect. And you can schedule a telephone call with us and we'll, talk, we'll spend half an hour of very detailed conversation about how to go about this. Beautiful. Uh, do we have any yes. questions? Any I other hope, questions? I hope many of our listeners before we wrap it up. Everybody's saying e great show. Everybody was really Thank truly you. enjoying the show. I yeah. think this is probably very informative. Probably the most informative show yes. we Absolutely. have, where it's we've covered science uh, I'm, and. I'm happy and uh, thankful that you guys gave uh, me this platform. And, and he brought us stuff that we're, that's going to make us <laughs> sure. happy. We'll let you know how everything goes, Ray. <laughs> but I can't use it. <laughs> he, he never uses it. Ray. I can't. It was, it, was, uh, it was a pleasure sitting down Thank with you, you man. Uh, time flew. I didn't even realize what yeah, time it was. I can't believe we've been on for almost two hours. Yeah. Uh, well, we thank you again for everything that you've brought for us, everything that you've taught our listeners, taught us. Um, yeah. It's something where truly, truly, it's something where you can – you're educated by it. And uh, hopefully, you know, as time is going by, more and more people are listening to stuff like this and they right, become absolutely. more and more educated about it where they don't look at it as, oh, you know what? It's marijuana. It's a drug. I shouldn't be taking it. It's actually something where, yeah, it, maybe it is a drug, but it's actually something that it's a helpful drug. It's something that will help absolutely. you. Listen, I hope I was able to influence one person through our listeners to take this seriously and look into it and for their child or for themselves. And if we did, and that one person's life and quality of life is going to improve, it's worth mission it. Beautiful, beautiful. Maybe we can have you back later on. Vaccines. We've got to do vaccines. Once, well, we could do vaccines once the clinical trials come through. You know, once you get enough information to say, sure. hey, this is this, we, we were able to track the data. Sure. This is what it shows. So yeah. ob observational research publications are happening this year. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. And then. Uh, I am very passionate about the vaccine uh, <laughs> subject. If you follow me on Facebook, yeah. you'll see that every day you get about 100 of my postings. I've seen, I've seen. Uh, not because I follow uh, any kind of a conspiracy or propaganda or anything like that. Because 
my child is a vaccination injured child and then came thousands of other children who i met and there is no doubt in my mind that vaccine safety should be a topic for everybody and everybody's life who has children we're not anti-vax we're not saying vaccinations are bad the purpose and the ideology behind it makes sense it's needed probably the uh, the problem is we went from five six vaccines 20 years ago or 30 years ago when i was in iran growing up to over 70 now vaccines in the schedule and and the problem is that within that 20 years of increasing all these shots came a massive increase in all of these diseases in children just to put one of them and then i'll stop talking is this will be a new podcast the rate, <laughs> this, this no. good morning gentlemen I, i'm planting i'm planting the seed okay we're doing a two for one today no no i'm planting the seed but but think about rate of autism just about 10 years ago was one in 1000 you know what it is now one in 54 that's what I was yeah. telling them. Yesterday we talked about this. I said when I was going to elementary school, yeah. our elementary school was known as the special ed yeah. elementary school that all the special ed yeah. kids would yeah. come to. And we had 12 kids in the program. Yeah. Now you go it's to everywhere. the district. It's, it's everywhere. And it's it's guys, it, this yeah. is a topic yeah. we'll get into. I mean, okay, I'm, an, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to jump in and probably yeah. say population has increased. And it, it'll it'll okay. go on for, for, for a very, very long this time. This is but, another topic. Yeah. But again, Ray, thank you so much thank for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank Absolutely. Really appreciate appreciate uh, you guys could add Ray as a friend, Ray Mirzavechian, uh, and then also your Instagram pages, names. Yes. Can you give your... Can you? So for the products, you can go to Charlotte's Web California underscore California. I'll post them all later, but uh, we'll we'll put it all on the video. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. edit the video and then. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes. Ray, thank you again. Thank you again. We're gonna Thanks, definitely guys. have you on again. Thank you for our 100. And we'll we'll be discussing. Thank you so much topics. for having. I just me. want I really the sentence it. right after we go off. <laughs> Which is? <laughs> I want the first sentence after we go off air. What sentence? Oh, okay. Fine. Oh, yeah. okay. We all love right. you guys. We love you guys. See you guys next week. Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. That was great.